2: Careful we're recording now.
1: Oh shit. All right. No, you didn't get that though, did you? Yeah, I didn't get that. <laughs> all right. I mean, I hold all the power here. I I can I can edit. I can edit shit out.
2: I won't I won't send this to your employers. What do you think your worst quality is? Wow, you're launching right into that one, huh? Um Worst quality.
1: Right. Right now I'm eating trail mix, but I'm I'm picking out all the M&Ms.
2: Oh, that's a good quality, I feel. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I mean, i i do like a little chocolate and a trail mix hell yeah i, I don't know if uh m m's feel pandering i'll be honest
1: it's not it's it's like knockoff m ms it's really funny because like they're they're m ms they're they're chocolate covered in like a little thin candy shell but like they're the colors are like slightly off mm. so it's it's not you know it's not brand name m M&M. m it's 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 fake m ms
2: you can't even afford those mms
1: no that's how that's how broke we are
2: Yo, you're about to be broke if you leave your house. Uh, You I mean, what are they? They're saying gas prices might hit six regular for you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Fuck. You're biking again.
1: I'll bike. Fuck it. I mean, that's a good thing. I don't really have to drive anywhere. Well, I'm actually, I'm driving down to, I'm going to go down and hang with the the arch conservatives of Redondo Beach where my parents are currently uh, vacationing.
2: No, Eric, you can't they
1: they my i mean i've talked about it on the show before my parents are like beyond cnn pilled but it, it, and it's funny cuz they they're they're spending like the whole winter out here and they'll just send me pictures from redondo beach and let's be like this fucking guy has a statue of reagan on his lawn what the fuck
2: oh yeah. i mean the trump flags uh very popular loud and proud <laughs> very popular down there
1: it's insane <laughs> very different from what i'm used to like, because, you know, where I'm from in New York is like, you know, it's kind of blue collar and there's, 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 uh, uh, you know, border Long Islands, you get your Trump people, but it's always with like a little bit of like, don't yell at me, you know, like, like it's, it's small font
2: Trump. That yeah, is small font. There's a way to put it. R- the, Redondo the, uh, is big font Trump. Yeah. It's, it's a uh, headlining Coachella uh, style font. Oh yeah. They, they go, they go all in for Trump down there. Uh, and you know what? Maybe they're right in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: no one likes Biden. So like, you know, you know, now, if they, if, it, it's really funny the way that like they got rid of Trump from social media and all it really did was make people go, I remember that guy.
2: <laughs> uh, my friend who's like a total policy wonk, like follows this, uh, used to work in politics and follows this stuff pretty intensely. Uh, He called me up the other day just to go, Biden's not ready. He's not ready for this. (laughs) Come on, on, man. (laughs) I don't need need to be scared. Come on. Not 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 ready for what?
1: The war? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Not ready for, like, I mean, here's the deal, right? It it really puts it in perspective how electing people out of spite might not be the right way to do things. Oh, you don't say. (laughs) So, like... Trump, the night of the invasion was filmed going, it's very smart. It's a smart thing to do. You got to see that it's a big track of land and there's really no reason not to take it. This Putin is a very smart guy. I know him. And so I mean, he's that's, a, not, that's not good either. No, th- I'm saying that's deranged it's and scary. Then, and then you've got <laughs> uh, Biden, who is seemingly incapable of he doesn't I'm not going to say he doesn't have any presidential uh, gravitas because I mean, what does that even mean? Right. Uh, it, it certainly it's as much, or maybe more than, uh, George Bush Jr. Right. George, uh, George H, uh, uh or George oh, you, W rather
1: just, just dub. I,
2: yeah. So, uh, so certainly more than that. Right. And, and so I, I, the bar is not very high, but, I think that this is an example of, oh, yeah, we didn't care who won as long as it wasn't the other guy. And that goes both ways for the, for however many years. And now we're going to reap the rewards where we have basically a giant vote of no confidence on the world stage. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so it's like, oh, great. no, Why would anybody listen to us?
1: Well, here's the thing. I mean, because I can remember I, I was kind of reflecting on like um, you know, 2020 pre-COVID and all the like the Democratic primaries and all the shit like that. And like, honestly, I mean, as much as as much as Biden can fuck off now, mainly because what we talked about last week with this fucking like bullshit uh, silencing, but, uh, you know, the whole the whole Rogan thing. But like thinking back on that moment, it was like, OK, it's very clear that we're not going for Bernie. It's very clear that the, 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 the establishment powers that be don't want him. So among those other like that group of establishment like just just like detestable corporate dems I was like of though of that ilk I guess we'll go with Biden he's kind of he's funny you know
2: yeah, No you no you were a f- dyed in the wool uh bidehead you I was know? a bide <laughs> you, 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 you were Deep in it for your man.
1: I was I was deep in for for the bide. I I abided.
2: Yes, you abided, and and yeah. you, you went you went around you campaigned in my oh, yeah. neighborhoods.
1: <laughs> I went knocking on doors, and and I said, "Do you want nothing to fundamentally change?"
2: You <laughs> went to the most, he went to the most impoverished part of Inglewood, and he yeah. said, "He said, you look like you're killing it. You, you don't want any change, right?"
1: No, let's go with this 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 old geese. But I don't know. I haven't like have you been paying attention to the Ukraine shit? I think he's I I haven't seen Biden do or say anything I found objectionable regarding it.
2: No, I mean, look. He's largely powerless. This right. is a very depressing moment. And the problem is that you can't even properly express that this is bumming you out because then some fucking ghoul <laughs> will jump out from behind the couch and go, "Oh, Have you not been paying attention to what the United States has been doing in Yemen? And you go, All right, I fucking get it. I'm a low key racist. I understand. Let me just fucking, let me just absorb this news media that is impossibly depressing and feel the way that it naturally makes you feel. Now, for the record, I think that, I think that this does display some racism. I think, but, more than that, I think that it shows the bias that uh, in in country media does, like will do to you. So, yeah. you sent me a screenshot of somebody shitting on our <clears throat> trucker take, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And Which I have, I have, I have, uh, I have something to say about that. But I'll let you you go first.
2: Well, I would argue that that person is completely cowed by their regional media, by their uh, Canadian media, because I've checked both out. The ca- your media is lying to you full stop is lying to you. They're misrepresenting that, that Nazi flag thing entirely. (laughs) So so there's two incidences of Nazi flag stuff. One is basically unconfirmed actual Nazi flag, but it's kind of, who is this guy? Is he crazy? And then there is the person who turned the uh, Canadian maple leaf into a Nazi, uh, into a swastika to ridicule the policy there. That is not an advocacy for Nazism, very clearly. So there, so there's two, there's two allegations of like, uh oh, I saw a swastika. One, you would have to be the most dishonest scumbag, uh, otherwise known as mainstream media, to misrepresent. And the other one, you would have to be a very unfair person to characterize everyone in a group based on this potentially wingnut when nobody else has expressed those ideas. And in regards to the allegation that it's astroturfed alt-right, firstly, don't use the word alt-right. It makes you look fucking very old. Secondly, <clears throat> uh, there is a difference between uh, co-opting something and using it for your own means and actually uh, starting it. It would be a bit like saying that the alt-right, whatever the fuck that is, is, uh, or uh, astroturfed this trucker uh, protest would be like me saying target did Black Lives Matter? That's well, that's yeah. what that would be like.
1: So, so the comparison that I was going to make, and listen, I don't, I. These things are hard. This is an analogy, and it's a, and it's a broad one, and it's not like it's not one to one, obviously. But let's think of it like this, right? This is kind of how I was thinking of it. Um. to to to, to broadly characterize that trucker thing as first of all, there's there's there's. I think I believe over a million uh, of those protesters, right? I think I think the numbers were quite large. Many of them truckers. So first of all, I'm listen, I'm not going to deny that white supremacist groups, you know, like Jordan Peterson said some, said something that I found profoundly stupid where he was like, you know, the 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 white supremacist movement basically doesn't exist at all in Canada. And it's like, dude, that's that's not fucking true at all, first of all. But second well, of
2: all. when, when let, Let's be clear, though. When guys say that, because that's a common refrain in the U.S. too, <clears throat> what they're talking about is raw numbers. And the number of people who will admit to being uh, part of a white supremacist ideology or movement or, or, or group, forget, forget group, uh, is vanishingly small. It it is very very few people now. If you define uh, white supremacy as like the the academic idea of it, then basically everybody falls under that rubric. Rubric, right? But like, if you just ask, if you asked all of Canada, are you part of a white supremacist group? Don't worry, I'm not telling anybody. you would probably find less than 2000 people that actually say that they do that.
1: So, well, right. But that's, but that's, see, I see, while I think, you know, the academic umbrella is probably too wide. I think that umbrella is probably too narrow. I mean, you're not going to like possibly, I, I just
2: think it's like when people on both respects, I think that people are not defining their terms. So you can't discuss it in a real way.
1: Well, my, my point is, is that let's, let's, you know, who was a supporter of the George Floyd protests and uh, has voiced support of Black Lives Matter many times. Um, a reoccurring character uh, on this podcast, uh, the the minister uh, Louis Farrakhan. Now, mm. would would I for one second characterize BLM as a nation of Islam movement?
2: No, <laughs> no, no. Again, you'd ha- you'd have to say it's a it's a target or Halliburton movement as well. Well, which. And it's- And I'm, I'm open to that conversation, but that's like, at that point you have to understand that it's a, you're speaking incredibly broadly about things.
1: Right. Exactly. So that's the whole thing. I mean, that's really all I have to say about the, 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 uh, that whole thing. And it's like, yeah, I think what the, the, maybe more salient point that, that you said about astroturfing is it's like, I mean, if you believe that that can be, that that's, you know, that the alt-right can astroturf that whole movement, then like. Doesn't it stand to reason that also, like, you know, the media can do that also through through their means of like, you know, just framing it in a certain way. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, that's that, that's my point. Is that right? But 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 it's really like, again, it's it's uh, it's in region media versus out region media. Like it, it, the the, uh, it, the way that Canadians are are taking in this information, it would be like us watching Al Jazeera about about Yemen. You know what I mean, and us going, holy shit! But or more likely, us going, Al Jazeera, you fucking liars. You know what I mean? <laughs> like even though uh, they, if they have an agenda, which they do, uh, it is it, it, it's not necessarily to portray the United States always in the worst possible light, but not to sugarcoat it. So uh, it's just, I would say that for those of us in the United States who who have been seen the Ukraine coverage and being very sad Uh, and when we're challenged by what about Yemen, I think the, I mean, my girls in Australia, she's seen the Yemen uh, material more than we have here and she's very upset by it. Like, I just think it's a, it's a function of not having, for lack of a better word, I certainly have access. I live on the internet, but not having access. So I think that a lot of these people with the trucker thing, the Canadians, are—you're going to get mad. Twitter, underinformed. So that's all. There I is mean,
1: to that. I mean, I would say broadly speaking, most people, especially people on Twitter, are underinformed. I think you and I probably <laughs> might fall into that category too.
2: Oh, there's certain there's certain shit that I. But like I'm just talking out of my ass. If if you prompt me to comment, I'm just going on. Well, I don't know. This is my first impression based on a headline. Right. Uh, but then, but that, uh, but then there's other stuff that I happen to know a little bit about because at least I took the time. But that's the thing, right? Is I'm trying to be very forgiving of these podcast dudes. The, the, for example, there's a guy that I uh, generally enjoy his content, but he becomes a moralizing weirdo about one dude, and I'm always curious if that dude fucked this guy's wife or something. Right. And I want to write him, but there's no polite way to say, Hey man, you're really hard on this one guy from this like moralizing angle that I've never seen before. Did he fuck your wife? There, there There's no, you know, people don't like it when you ask, did this guy fuck your wife? But it, it's i uh, I'm trying to be forgiving because we all have those. Like if you asked me, I'm trying to think, uh, this something that I know literally nothing about. Uh, there's a lot of it, but if you if you asked me about it, I would just I would give you my opinion because we're on a fucking talk show. But I I don't I hope nobody takes it seriously. Yeah, or just
1: you know with the grain of salt that that all things should in all opinions should be taken in all commentary et cetera. But I think more than th- I mean more than just being underinformed is like yo know, you are. I, I don't, don't want to use the word victim, but I mean you are you are at the whim of your own perspective and, 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 and what information that you have access to. So it's like, yeah, it's the whole thing about, you know, only being informed through your localized media. And I don't even just mean like literally local, like United States or, or, but I mean like literally your echo chamber, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I mean, you're kind of it, it, listen, and that's not, it's on the individual to kind of do get a get a well rounded uh, understanding of of what's going on and 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 you know internalize as much information as possible. So it's like and and some I don't know. I mean I, I feel like you have the internet. I feel like it's pretty easy to do that. But I also think people generally these days have an aversion to any type of information that comes out that comes at them that is contrary to their understanding or their worldview or how they want to want to understand the world so that they quickly you know they'll you know would be like well who's saying that oh it's this guy well i hate him right. and he's bad and it's like yeah, well yeah,
2: yeah. well it, here's what i would say to that is that this ukraine thing for all the horror of it and it, it is very painful to watch actually like I, I i'm not a particularly sensitive guy and i'm finding this uh, to be very draining.
1: I, I honestly, I didn't think it would go this far. And I kind of like, listening back on the last episode, I'm like, damn, I was a little bit dismissive of perhaps the uh, severity of this shit. And it's like, you know, I mean, I've seen what's been going on. And it's Yeah, no, it's it's bad.
2: Well, that's the thing, right? I don't even remember what your take was the last time, but if you had, if, if I think it was you, like,
1: they should just kiss already.
2: Oh, well, I mean, that's still fine. But if, yeah, I mean, if, if, you could up until four days ago, you could convince me that Uh, this was just all a a flex. Well, see, but that's
1: and that's, I mean, as, you know, as this fucking podcast has become mostly media criticism, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's kind of part of the point, right? Where it's like the media has been treating shit as like end of the world for a long time that after a while it's like, you know, it's hard to take you seriously. So it's like when I'm seeing, and again, once again, victim of my own sort of framing and perspective in the media that I get. And it's like, I can't tell, is this shit real? Or is this shit? or Are you making something out of nothing? And yeah, no, this is an instance chi- where it was it's real.
2: Chicken little shit, for sure. Right.
1: Or, it's, or it's boy who cried wolf shit. And it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? And so it's like, you know, I and 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 that's you know that's a problem in a lot of respects. You know, not just with the Ukraine shit, but like, yeah, it's 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 a horror what's going on there. And Putin is a fucking <laughs> deranged motherfucker. I think it's interesting how long he's he's been in power for, like two decades. And it's like. What the fuck? Like he was pretty chill
2: twenty years ago. Yeah, I mean he was still. You could argue disappearing people. Yeah, uh, but,
1: yeah. I mean, but, like, I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't Ivan the Conqueror. It,
2: it, I mean, he was. Uh, here's the thing, right? Uh, I, I guess my most frequently beaten drum uh, on on this podcast, and I guess to a large degree in my music as well, maybe in comics, um, mm. is anybody who wants to be in power is deranged. And I think the longer you want to hold on to it, the more you get it in your head that there's a reason that you're exceptional and fit to be there and others aren't. And and this is all obvious stuff, but I think the mentality that it takes to, I was thinking about this in the shower, deep thoughts, the mentality that it takes to be a leader of any type is also the type that uh, can't you, literally to do it well. You can't see other human beings as individuals, because then you'd have to. For example, uh, my girlfriend is a mother. She immediately saw this through a mother's lens. Yeah, and her and her first thought was of uh, children who can't understand what's happening, and mothers who are powerless to do anything about it.
1: When, once you she, have kids, you're you're your mother pilled.
2: Yes. Your mother pilled for sure. And and she was, she was deeply affected by it. And, uh, likewise the, uh, uh, my friend, Paul, who is a father of two boys, uh, had a really interesting take. I thought, uh, he was deeply saddened and went to that parent place. And then when we started talking about, uh, China and kind of potential conflict in the future, he said that he would go to the front lines. Uh, the reason for that is not because he has any great acrimony for China, but because he th- he in his heart believes that it is not right to send other people's children to die. Uh, it's a very heavy notion, you know. It's hard to, hard to argue with. Uh, but uh, sure, it, it, it's a principle, and I, I admire it. But it's it's uh, it, these are places that my mind wouldn't even go. <laughs> You know, right? because I'm not, I, I, I uh, you know, I'll be a stepfather, but I'm not a parent at the moment. And, uh, it, these things don't naturally occur to me. Uh, but th- th- these things can't occur to somebody like poop, because if you had to see somebody as a father, y- you would, y- you could not bring yourself to blow them up. You know, you just couldn't. So does, uh, does he, I, does he not have kids? I don't know if he has kids, honestly. But I mean, I think he's in the Stalin mode where when Stalin's son was uh, captured and they said, we'll trade you your son back for X, Y or Z. He said, no, hold on to him. Kill him if you got to.
1: Uh, okay. I just (laughs) I googled Putin children and I got a business insider link that says Putin has two, maybe three daughters he barely ever talks about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Check out their OnlyFans. (laughs) Yeah, seriously.
1: All right. So maybe he has a strong pullout game where, you know. I don't know.
2: Mm.
1: What's up, Vlad? Where are your fucking kids at? His eldest daughter, Maria Vorontsova, is 35.
2: A po- does a podcast with Jordan Peterson's daughter.
1: <laughs> and his other daughter, Yekaterina Tikhonova, is 33. I wonder if she's single.
2: Uh, reach out. See if you can't god powerful ol- oligarch
1: imagine having this dude as your fucking father-in-law
2: no fuck no.
1: <laughs> you get disappeared real quick like ima- okay imagine you're you're dating uh one of putin's daughters and you're out to dinner with them and uh you, you the waitress that comes over she's a little busty right like and you, and you go she walks away and you go damn she's got some some big old titties and then all of a sudden uh, Yakutina ter, has a faraway look in her eye, and you go, yeah,
2: and and, and then a black bag <laughs> is thrown over your head. By <laughs> you you two go, men who follow you around for a living?
1: You go, baby, baby, what's what's what happened? What's wrong? Or, or, it's 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 your birthday. Are you, are you okay? And she's just like, they had the bad relationship. He always looked at the other women, and then she starts crying, and you are like, oh, oh fuck. oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. She's like, I need to go home. I need to go home. And you are like, oh no, wait, wait, let, let me drive you. <laughs> <laughs> you start. You, you, you drop her off, and you drive immediately to the embassy. Not a good situation.
2: Not a good situation.
1: They're probably party girls.
2: I mean, who knows? They're they're probably very damaged. Uh, maybe party girls. I guess. Uh, it's what. What is your impression of Russians?
1: Mmm. They like. Uh, they like vodka, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey you don't have to pretend it's fine go in with any stereotype uh they're they're whites so you can do it you can say anything
1: they're tall uh <laughs> they're kind of like blunt and mean um
2: good strip club bouncers
1: yeah yeah uh i got beaten up by by a big polish guy a polish bouncer one time i mean not russian but you know eastern european um i think can, he was polish he could have been get, russian
2: they get mad if you mistake them
1: i don't i listen
2: it's like chinese and korean they, they, they don't like it
1: no no polonium tea please
2: <laughs> yeah please
1: <laughs> um uh, i i don't know i've never had i've had limited experience with the uh with the russian ilk um i'm not i have no strong feelings on them one way or the other they're women i don't i don't think they respect a guy like me <laughs> is that right <laughs> I don't don't get the feeling that I, you know, I think in order to, to to, like a rite of passage, uh, in, in Russia is like, you have to wrestle a bear and then like force it to drive a motorcycle to prove that you're a man. And I think it's kind of beyond my capability.
2: Don't sell yourself short, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We did the, we did the trucker tip. We did the Ukraine tip. What, what other, what other tips? Those are the two mm. big tips. I don't know unless you want to, you know, they, uh, some they of these, po- some podcasts just kind of like, they kind of just like <laughs> look at headlines and they're like, yeah, what about that?
2: <laughs> I, I mean, we can do that. We can just, uh, I've wanted to do a, a podcast where we just look at headlines and wildly speculate. Uh, no truth to them whatsoever. Cause these head, news, head, head news. Yeah. Head, exactly. Head cannon news. Cause like, uh, you know, you see like John Oliver has like a team of people to feed him like not funny lines. About I don't, episode. I don't,
1: I used to love John Oliver. I went to a taping and I can't, I tried listening to, I tried watching a recent episode and I couldn't make it a, a minute into it.
2: Our friend Dave fucking loves him. It's like, <laughs> uh, it's like schedule. What do they call it? Destination viewing, schedule viewing for him. He, he has to watch it. And, he, John Oliver is like, I guess we all do this, but he is so, he has a tendency to really obviously cherry pick. Right. The things. And it becomes grating as hell when you're like, Hey man, I know that you're doing a, you have to pick a side for your argument and you can't present any type of nuance or context but you're coming off just a a hair better than Jimmy Kimmel who who literally might Jimmy Kimmel might hang. He might, he might uh, strangle a Epstein affiliate on television in service of the Clintons. (laughs) I've seriously, (laughs) I've never seen a crony like a media crony as bad as Jimmy Kimmel. It's it. My parents watch it. It's unreal. (laughs) Like you feel like you are like a victim of state me- state run media. Like I feel like I'm in Kazakhstan when I watch Jimmy Kimmel.
1: I mean, I mean Colbert is just. I mean, I would argue worse.
2: Yeah, I don't think my parents watch him. I don't have access to any of these people. I like. What do you do? You turn on a television and watch television for this? Is that how it it's? Goes? It's
1: strictly television at this point is strictly for boomers. Yes that is like if cable television you know it is strictly for boomers um cuz you don't even watch
2: sports on television anymore uh, do you i well, I think you might maybe no, i don't know you get like there's apps that get like send you directly to the game that you want so it's not like you just turn on the television and go oh the game's on
1: it's good that we can we can exist all separately from each other
2: <laughs> it's it's good that there's no unifying cultural element to anything
1: literally none <laughs> It's kind of like I've seen it shrinking over the years. And I think we're at the point where it's like, yeah, there's just no such thing as shared culture anymore. It's kind of wild.
2: So not to get all heavy, but that's an interesting phenomenon on a lot of levels. And one of the parts that I find most interesting is uh, I'm a, I'm a person who since the time I was like, whatever, 16 have, have been seeking out counterculture or, or, or uh, you know, I guess uh, subculture. Sure. And, and I always thought there was real virtue in in those things, but now everybody has a subculture of just varying degrees of being annoying or not. And well,
1: and also varying degrees of like um, popularity, I guess. Right.
2: I wish we could go back to the fucking Beatles, <laughs> that, and and I hate the Beatles, but the, but I'm just at the point where I'm like, yeah, maybe maybe these. Maybe there's a balance to be had, right? Like m- maybe we can all watch some of the same shows so that we live remotely on the same planet.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh,
2: but oh my God, did you see the Ted Lasso thing?
1: God, I can't. I what, what's up with Ted Lasso? That's I so, can't even imagine a more a, a show that's less appealing to me.
2: So some comedian tweeted. I think she's a woman. Some some, some comedian tweeted. Uh, I've never seen Ted Lasso, but it gives big. Uh, Going to Disney World is my identity uh, vibes. It does. That's, that's, I mean, that's what it does for me. Really? Uh, Yeah, because it's supposed to be positive. It's a positive comedy, which, which is, I've never heard of anything so fucking lame in my life. But like, you might as well watch Monsters Inc. with, with children. Well, like,
1: but I mean, I, I mean, there's, there's comedy that has like an element of humanity to it. Oh shut up Eric. There is there's good there's good like I would argue the Simpsons is that. I would argue Oh, the, shut up Eric. The Tommy Boy? Eric, uh,
2: Tommy Boy is non-stop making fun of a fat guy. Stop.
1: <laughs> but it's it's all in good fun. He died cuz he was really yeah, deeply yeah, yeah. insecure. But...
2: <laughs> Nobody was looking out for him.
0: <laughs> so uh
2: you know what his last words were? Uh I I wish that I I wish I wish that I hadn't eaten so much Tim Hortons.
1: Yeah uh, the, the the stripper that he or the or the escort that he was with was leaving the room and he was on a speedball and said, "Don't leave me," <laughs> and collapsed and died. <laughs> it's not; it's really horrible. Uh,
2: I wish that my last film wasn't Canadian Bacon.
1: <laughs> no, Canadian Bacon's a classic, and his last film I think was one of the Dirty Works.
2: Yeah, because uh, Canadian Bacon was actually uh, John Candy.
1: Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And it was direct directed by Michael Moore.
2: Canadian about that.
1: Bacon
2: was? yeah no shit yeah, yeah that's john candy's last one that was his last words i mean that's a good uh, way to
1: go out canadian chris, bacon is great
2: chris farley's last words <laughs> what was his last movie
1: uh chris farley i think it was dirty work or dirtier work i forget the you know the um the norm mcdonald movie
2: is, is there there's no there's not a dirtier work is there
1: i thought there was a dirtier work isn't there no I, is this fucking is this
2: mandela what's happening yeah no no, no you're crazy dirtier um, work Chris holy shit there's no dirtier work no holy fuck you've been you've been living this whole time
1: yo that's crazy I thought there was a sequel to dirty work this is fucked up because yesterday you sent me the numbers right of all the top movies from like 1984 yep and one of them was meatballs too which I had no idea about
2: oh yeah I've seen I'm I'm relatively sure there's an alien in it uh, there's no dirtier work Fuck no, no dirtier work What? If oh this a, is fucking what, me up What if his last words were I'll never get to do Beverly Hills Ninja 2
1: <sighs> Tragedy
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's true loss for the culture Everything's been downhill since we lost Chris
2: No that's a fact Um, Let's see hold on What were you just talking about I wanted to I've... Um, Which is almost heroes. I've never even seen that one.
1: Yeah, I don't know that one. I also don't I don't well the way out west, right? Wasn't I thought that was his last movie.
2: Chris Farley dead at 33. Oh. Can you imagine being dead at 33?
1: <laughs> I mean I'll probably be dead at 33. I got two years left. Once the once the vaccine finally uh takes my heart out. Once I'm on that uh twelfth boost.
2: Joe. <laughs> Did you see that news that the CDC is withholding COVID uh, uh, study data for fear it'll be misinterpreted.
1: Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, no, stop it. <laughs> stop it. We can't, we can't we can't do this because we, we will listen, everybody. Let's just leave it at what you just said, and we will let other people, interpret that because it's just i i'm so tired of talking about all this shit and everybody just wants to misunderstand and and no like say it again say what, what what did what what happened the cdc yes. has
2: admitted to uh withholding covid uh research data uh, uh well covid research data vaccine research data and booster specifically research data uh, to uh, because it fears it'll be misinterpreted. Okay.
1: D- all right. Th- maybe this speaks to a larger conversation about the nature of like data, right? I mean, is there an argument that you could say that you can take data and make it say you can derive, you can come to certain conclusions sure. w- with the data, right? Now, data is numbers. Numbers, uh, to a lot of people, have a closer ten- connection to truth, right? Um, of course, you could go into, like, how those numbers were collected. You know, what what, what were the variables, et cetera? What was the control group? Whatever, whatever. Data, can, data and statistics can be used to um, oftentimes push uh, a narrative, or an agenda. But in this instance, it sounds like, to me, if I'm being cynical, and I don't know what the data says, I just merely know the headline that you just said, but it sounds to me like the data says a certain thing, and they don't want people to think the certain thing. (laughs) I couldn't speculate as to why. It's just numbers, right? It's data that they collected, so, understanding that, they don't want you to know, they or they don't want you to, quote, misinterpret it. Well, perhaps they could explain it in a way where it makes sense.
2: Okay, so I'm going to play devil's advocate for a moment and say they're not wrong. It will be misinterpreted. Uh, but <laughs> you... I'm of so okay. Here's a question. Let's start with this. What is the mandate of the CDC? What is their actual job? What is their stated purpose? If it's, I believe
1: it stands for Cool Dudes Chilling.
2: Cool Dudes (laughs) Chilling. So if they're going to be cool dudes chilling, what they need is some bro chairs, some uh, white claws, some halo. They need an empty office that's just got a television on the floor, some bro chairs, and some white claws, and an Xbox Series S, Halo, done. I'm sure we can get them the funding for this. What is the problem?
1: Where were, where were you going originally? I mean, like, so, so, what is it... See, I get leery when we do stuff like this, right? Because... I'm going to ask you to take me through it and it's also it has to be understood that you are taking it you are taking me and the listener of this podcast through it in an honest way which is not I'm not saying you're dishonest. I'm saying that I don't know. I just don't want to get caught out here being like you know, wrong, I guess.
2: Uh well, I just think that there's nothing to be wrong or right about because we don't know any of the details. The what I'm suggesting is: what are they getting paid for? These are uh, civil servants; they're bureaucrats. We pay mm-hmm. them. What is their actual job? If their job is to lie to us to protect us, then good job. <laughs> you're doing. You're you're doing it. Uh, but if they're, if that is not their job, then I I think that it is irresponsible to withhold data, no matter how badly misinterpreted it may be, which it, it will, you know, like there's just no debate about that. I'm, I'm going to give them that, that credit. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. So, uh, But you have to treat people like yeah. adults, even yeah, if yeah. they are truly dumb cows. Qualified. You know, yeah. <laughs> which, which honestly fairly qualify.
1: It, you, one could argue that there's been contribution. There's been efforts at making these people dumb cows. So there, there's been efforts. There's been assaults on the brains of some adults that have made them compliant, uh, dumb fucking cows. Um, but you're right. I mean, that's 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 uh, you know whatever information is put out into the world. No matter what, planet of 7 billion, country of, of 350 million, it's going to be misinterpreted. That's inevitable and it's impossible to avoid. There's no way you can put something out and it will all be easily understood by everybody, especially something as complicated as this.
2: And, and not for nothing, when I say it's going to be misinterpreted willfully, uh, Sure. I mean, I mean going both ways. Yeah, like, like, uh, yes, it is entirely possible that the, the data gives the distinct impression that perhaps boosters aren't as effective as we think, or uh, there's more complications due to the vaccine than we were told, or whatever. And <clears throat> maybe it, maybe it reveals that. Uh, maybe it reveals the exact opposite. But why would they withhold that? That, that—that's that, the part that doesn't really add up, right? If it was a very clear cut, hey, this is good, they would have been celebrating that fact. So obviously, it's a little bit messier than that, or runs counter. We can assume those two things, uh, obviously, right? So, uh, if you know, it it will also be misinterpreted by the cultists that on on the on the mask side, right? There's going to be there, the, both sides will use this for their own gain. So it, it, no matter what the facts are, it is guaranteed to be misunderstood
1: um yeah yeah i mean it's it's literally impossible for that to not happen and it's and it's kind of it's an act of cynicism on the part of these agencies to to deny people information because they think they're too stupid or too irresponsible to comprehend it and it's like when did that become a concern you know what i mean because and it's like People vote, I mean, people are, I mean, you could probably argue that the general person probably has a higher IQ in this day and age than ever, right? I th- is that is that fair to say? Um, maybe it's gone down a point or two in the last couple of years. But, uh, you know, look, uh, I don't know, I don't know, yeah, you have to, you have to, it comes back, which I've been thinking about a lot, The the sort of philosophical question that it's like, in a democracy, the people elect someone to uh, represent them, enact their will, um, create the sort of environment, society that they would like to live in. Right, pass policies that represent their will. Right, that's that's the ideal. Right, that's the that's how it's supposed to go. Now, what happens when that group of people decides they want they vote <laughs> they vote uh, to? voluntarily walk them all into a thresher and they need this politician to provide said thresher. And the politician goes, well, that will kill everybody and that will end this little society here. What's the responsibility? To provide the thresher or, yes. or, or to not let these people march themselves off a cliff like, like lemmings? What about the vocal minority that says, hey, we don't want to go in the thresher?
2: Uh, they're going to have to move. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's your job to represent your constituents in all things.
1: There is, yeah. there is a, there is a, a like a, I mean, it was like, I think he was like a Muslim cleric of some sort. And he was arguing the point of uh, theocracies and sort of uh, more like autocratic governments. And he says, you know, democracy is a government of the people, by the people, for the people. But the people are retarded.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, th- those dudes rule. <laughs> I mean, I heard him say it, and I was like,
1: "Hard to argue with."
2: Yeah, no. Listen, I I think it, 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 that meme of the, uh, you know, the, the how the it's the sheik saying, uh, or not the sheik. What the fuck they call him? Wow, my ignorance is fucking popping The, the Iron Sheik. Uh, um, it's a classic two part meme where it says, you know, the Arab Spring. Uh, and, and then it says, you know, how did they get there? Jihad, you know, like, and, uh, but it's a great meme, everybody. Just a uh, picture it in your head of a fat Arab guy. That's enough. That, that'll that just be the joke now because I can't <laughs> properly convey this meme, but just picture a fat Arab guy. He's very funny looking. The fact that he says jihad is funny. It's whatever. Chris,
1: but, Chris Farley dressed as a, as a, as a Muslim cleric saying, don't Jihad Me, and then Collapsing and Dying.
2: Chris Farley and Justin Trudeau doing brownface, s- saying, uh, dressed up as Arabs, j- talking about jihad shit. Sounds lit. That's a buddy comedy I would watch.
1: Oh, 100%. Uh, Yo, know,
2: Justin Trudeau's got to go, my guy. What is up with Canada? Um, You know. I feel like Canada is is just what would happen if Hillary Clinton won. <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it sounds like these protests are really like making shit hard for people. I mean, I guess that's kind of the idea, right?
2: Yeah. That's the point. Also make it hard for people. Listen to, to the few people that didn't get their uh, heart medication or whatever. I'm very sympathetic, but uh, the majority of people that I saw on television were like, we're like, yeah, they keep beeping. Motherfucker, shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. I, I, th- you know what? You and my girlfriend, I, I want to break both of your wills because you're both people that are like, oh, no, there's noises outside. As I'm trying <laughs> to sleep. Just sleep. Put your <laughs> head on a pillow and sleep.
1: The, the neighbors across the way, their fucking uh, their smoke alarm was chirping again.
2: I hope it chirps for the rest of the time that you live there.
1: It's it's enough to make me just, I like, like it it it's going to push me over the edge to, to paddock style. It's it's my MK ultra trigger.
2: <laughs> Yo, when I was in Chicago, uh, I had to get the, the, my train got canceled that last time and I had to get the <clears throat> hotel room overnight. And it was a complete like Gotham city style, like flop house dump.
1: It was the day. Mandalay Bay.
2: It, it, honestly, I would have preferred to be in the paddock suite the, <laughs> the day of, because this was such like a depressing Euro experience or, or uh, industrial revolution experience where it's, I, when I think of a hotel room, if I'm going to pay for a hotel, not a motel, if I'm going to pay for a hotel room, I want it to be spacious and nice and hella fucking airport-style America. Mm-hmm. And when I get a hotel in a city and it's a fucking cube, I lose my mind. And I think, what am I paying for? I'm mad, right? It's like paying for Italian food. It's something I'll never do.
1: Wow. <laughs> Wait a second. What the fuck are you talking about?
2: Paying for Italian food is a crime against your brain.
1: Oh, my God. See, I love, I love these moments in the podcast where we stumble upon these bizarre idiosyncrasies like like about like how you hate mountains and and uh this is this is a new one this is so you will never pay for Italian food.
2: No and I think that this is not weird. I think this is a commonly held view. <laughs> everybody knows that the markup on Italian food is like a thousand percent. And I don't know how anybody in good conscience is like because the idea of going out to eat is on yeah, on some level, it's an experience. You're going for to, to be out of the house, to be among other people. Blah blah blah. But also, there's an element of, oh, they do this better than I could. How many Italian restaurants do you know really that do it better than you could?
1: Oh, I mean, I feel like I don't go. Well, I have an Italian mother, so
2: that's what I'm saying. Are, are, how many Italian restaurants you've been to? They do it better than your mother?
1: Uh, probably zero. But that's but.
2: It's Eric.
1: It's no, but like, well, does a pizzeria count?
2: Uh, no, it does not.
1: Pizzeria does not count. <laughs> because my, doesn't... I don't know. I mean, getting a fucking nice uh, eggplant parmesan. Uh, I mean, I could make eggplant parmesan. You're right, but pizzerias by me in New York uh, do pretty good.
2: Listen, there is a uh, cost benefit analysis to going out to eat. So, could I do this for cheaper? Yeah, obviously. Uh, could I do it for cheaper and better? Maybe, yeah. Do I want to take the time? No. Okay. So now I'm going to go to a mid price place uh, and be happy with the outcome. Uh, can I do it cheaper? Uh, yes, that's always going to be the truth. Uh, can I do it better? No. Okay, then I'll go to the place that right. So there's like a cost benefit analysis here, but the, the 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 with with Italian food specifically, I think. It always fails. It like, like that cost benefit analysis. You always end up going, wait, why the fuck did I just pay for that? What the fuck is going on here? Like if I go out for sushi, it's because I don't know how to roll sushi. Don't know a thing about that. We're willing to pay you. But, but I, see,
1: I, I, I think sushi is probably the easiest one. Like if you're just gonna you, make you it make on sushi? your own. I mean, it's just you're just rolling up rice and and, no, and, and, no, no, no. and especially you gotta, if you're but, if, if you're fucking if you're, if you're if you're if you're vegetarian or vegan, you're just rolling some rice and avocado and cucumber.
2: Listen. You make a convincing, uh, uh, avocado roll that doesn't look like a pile of trash. And I will, I will com- go back on this podcast and I will, uh, discharge a bullet into my head on, on live <laughs> podcast. I mean, right? I, I,
1: just, I, I mean, I've never
2: done it. I, trust me. It's harder than you think. All right. All right. I'll take your word for it. Maybe it's, it maybe it's like more pressing difficult. your own macaroni. So a thing that you're capable of doing, but it looks like a fucking pile of shit. Here, here's my point. Italian, not worth it. Boom.
1: I mean, that's interesting. I mean, But I've you agree, some-
2: right? Like, you don't think you agree because it sounds, oh, Patrick's being nutty. But think about what I'm saying. Well,
1: coming from my point of view, I mean, I can't cook for shit. So well, like... Yo,
2: for anybody that doesn't know... Eric will take three saltines, put shredded cheese on them, and microwave the saltines. Oh yeah, and be like, "Yeah, they're not the best nachos ever made, but you know, it's I I, I don't want to go to the store." <laughs> yes, correct. It's oh. just food. It's meant to fill your stomach. Put it in your mouth.
1: Eat it. It's done. No, no, no does no. not have to be. Not everything you eat has to be some work of art. Fucking cuisine.
2: You're like a guy who masturbates with a dry fist. I do. Oh my God! Is that real? (laughs) I mean, you know Uh, that's not not true because you got you got a tanga egg. I know you're not using a tanga dry. (laughs) You're like a tanga addict, man.
1: It might be a tanga addict, but here is
2: how often have you gone just your fist in the last year?
1: Maybe well, like 2022, maybe twice.
2: Say say, you know the the 12 month period. Maybe twice. Yo, that's, you are a tanga (laughs) head.
1: I mean, it's just better. I mean, like, what do you, I mean.
2: In every conceivable way.
1: Yeah. But listen, what I'm saying is, it's hard for me to comment on this because I don't, I'm not good at cooking. So most Italian, but like, I have also been to Italian places where I'm like, that was kind of trash. Mostly, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I think people in general have a lower standard for Italian food if they're not Italian, right? Because they don't understand, they, but like I've also been to Italian places that are really fucking good.
2: For anybody that's curious, go to your local grocery store, buy a nine dollar uh, bottle of Rao's sauce, buy the same fucking dollar forty five pasta that you would normally get, and get yourself a vegan. Uh, 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 cheese to put on top, like a little, you know, like a fake mozzarella. You're going to spend, le- you'll get three meals out of this and you'll spend significantly less. And then when you go to the Italian place, you'll say, wow, this Italian place kind of sucks. And they charged me the total of buying all the supplies that I would get four meals out of. It, it, that's before tip. Italian, just like Italian people, are, is a scam, and they are scammers.
1: Can I? Can I? Uh, can I? Just a quick change of the subject because I read something that I just—it makes me want to put. A, this might be my MK Ultra trigger. Oh, um, you know, the fact that the CDC won't give out information because they're afraid how people will consume it or interpret it. That's offensive to me because y- you are a soulless government bureaucracy denying denying information to people um, because you think we're too stupid to or too irresponsible to have it. That that I hate. Right? That makes me want to throw a firebomb through your office. This tweet from NPR.
2: Oh What's well, come on? So we got we're off to a bad start. Yeah, I was going to say, you've already triggered me. Once again, which, by the way, just a quick
1: preface, which we've said on this podcast, you and I used to be very regular consumers of NPR. Yeah. Can't, I can barely listen to it these days. I try in the morning. I try and throw it on while I shower and, and brush my teeth and shit. Let me read this tweet. Russia's attack on Ukraine means there's a stressful news cycle ahead of us. The reality of conflict is always a shock to the system. Here are five ways to cope. Uh,
2: that I find that to be really fun because that is how your over therapied uh, uh, th- over social media itself needs to be the center of everything. I hate it so much <laughs> that, that I like that. I think that's fun because that's like a full admission. Uh, you know, like hey i'm th- this is just uh, 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 uh what's that word um uh what's the word basically uh sophism oh, so- oh
1: yeah so- solfism no yo,
2: no yo. <laughs> did i get a head injury <laughs> it's a hard word to say yeah, solf- i used to be able to say it
1: though Solfism. yes thank you thank solf-cism.
2: you Solfism. yes uh, it, it, that is, uh, you know, solipsism and diaspora are the two hardest words for a white guy to say. Um, so th- that is, uh, it, 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 that's what that is. That's when you are a malignant narcissist and you have, I, I swear to God to enjoy NPR in 2022, you have to be a person who's been in therapy since you were 19 with a irresponsible, unethical therapist who just tells you you're right. That that is who you have to be to enjoy NPR now.
1: Yeah, probably. But it's all it's also just like I mean yes, it's sol- wolf wolfcism. Yes. Well, yeah. But <laughs> but nailed it. To, to me, it's just like what I listen. You know me. I'm I am the I'm the more I bring a level of sensitivity to the podcast. I I I'm not quite I'm not quite Jordan Peterson who will who will cry like at literally every 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 chance he seems to get. Um I've never cried on this podcast. I don't plan on it. That'd, but, be
2: weird. That'd be a weird episode.
1: But you know I'm a sensitive guy. But yeah. my God, there is there's just no virtue in being so fucking fragile that you can't read the news from your Connecticut house.
2: I mean Look, there's people who have families and should probably exit Ukraine. Sure, yes. who Who are choosing to probably get shot in the chest. I want you to think about if Americans were asked that same responsibility. Imagine the average NPR listener, co-op body, like library, library tote bag, you know, and you tell that person, Hey, if you want to hang on to this, here's your gun.
0: Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Uh, uh, you report to the front lines now. What does that person, like, what happens? What happens? Is this who you put in the very first trench? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Who, this, who is yes. this person?
1: Um yeah they're the first wave for the uh for the the, the, the them to run out of ammunition. Um Look man. I it, there's just no there's just no prize for being that fragile. Like there's just like should we go through do you want to go through the 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 five uh five ways to cope? <laughs> yeah, please. Number 1, breathe.
2: Yeah, they yo, NPR is killing it with the trash content
1: breathe number two get moving do something that feels good for your body and gets you out of your head i mean that's good advice um (laughs) number three nourish yourself okay so we got breathe and eat yeah pretty good these are the things that consumers of npr need to be told to do
2: breathe go outside and eat
1: yep (laughs)
2: Uh, number four, stay
1: connected. When the news is scary, it's easy to get lost in our own heads. You got to kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go to dad's nightstand. You, like, <laughs> when the news is scary. How? I don't understand, man. Like, do people not, like, Have we have we lived? We've talked about this before, but it's like, can people look at any other point in history and, like, You know, look, maybe the 90s were pretty chill, right? But also some pretty horrible things in Eastern Europe were going on during that time period. Sure. Uh, um, Like, I don't know. I talk about this so fucking much that people are probably so sick of it. But all all I can think about is the six years of World War II and 80 million people on the globe perishing during that time period. Like we wouldn't make it <laughs> like the type of person that exists now. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do it. Um, and the fifth, the fifth is, is log off. Remember that it's okay to not be plugged into oh, the news. just effort. started with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my tip. Touch grass.
2: Yeah. 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 How what
1: about how, so, uh, someone, someone replies and says, uh, eat soybeans. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: inhale copium. <laughs>
2: So, I did. I've been doing these interviews for the new drug <clears throat> church record, uh huh. And uh, I've done a couple with Europeans, uh huh. And uh, a European I spoke to the other day was expressing that he feels there's some guilt to the idea of, of logging off, of not looking at what's going on in the world, at which I said doesn't have to be, you know? Like like it's really okay. <laughs> it's it's really fine to just sort of walk away from a thing that is making you crazy. Like w- w- you know what it is? I think that people really truly mistake uh narcissism and some savior complex for actual change or doing or helping somebody in some way. And it's just stupid. Like it, it doesn't, it, it's just stupid.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, these are things that most people understand. I, I just, you know, I just don't know who that person is that like you, you what you said earlier, I mean, is it's the only conclusion I can come to where it's just like, you must be so wrapped up in your own, like, um, like all the edges grinded down all the all the outlets uh have safety plugs all the like you must live in a bubble wrap world to find this at all edifying you know and i think luckily it's probably a minority of people the top response is what are your tips for ukrainians um <laughs> uh,
2: can th- this is a heavy conversation with no judgment because i don't want to get yelled at no judgment whether this is a good outcome a bad outcome we're just determining if this is the outcome it, did this kill covid mandates
1: i mean i think this is i think <clears throat> a lot of covid mandates probably died in court this is a great way for the media to focus on other things while those just like slide away silently
2: yeah, they, a lot of them did die in court, a thing that's not being reported by the news at all, but a lot of them did die in court. Uh, <clears throat> but, okay, did this kill—there's people saying that, uh, like I read the YouTube comments, people are saying that this is what killed quote-unquote wokeism, that the media cycle now has something else, and we're going to end up in a Warhawk place, that— because this CNN just got its reprieve, right? Like CNN just, this is, they were in free fall and now they're going to get boomer eyes for a year, right? But they're not going to do it by force feeding them the same kind of like, uh, you know, defund the police sort of shit. This is something else now. (laughs) So uh, do we just get, uh, Iraq war style, war hawk media, uh, for the next year and a half.
1: I don't know because I don't think that this is, well, look, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I didn't think it would, this would escalate as far as it has. I don't think it's going to be world war three. Biden was pretty firm where he was like, we're not, we're not sending troops. Like, I don't know what you guys want, but you can tell the media is desperate for it. They want it so badly. Um, so I don't know how long can this how long can this cycle last? I mean at what point do people get I mean look look Afghanistan the war in Afghanistan ended because people simply just don't have an appetite for war. They broadly uh disapprove of the US engaging in anything. And I don't think Biden's going to be the one to pull that trigger unless unless Putin is like a real wild boy and like you know just starts like really overexerting his force, you know. Maybe he does start world war three i you know i i i i don't I don't think so, but fuck I've been wrong before so whatever um it just depends i you know i mean I think the fact that people don't really have an appetite for war means that I don't think that this can satisfy a news cycle i mean certainly it is right now, and it will depend on how far it goes um so we'll have to see um you know I've already seen rumblings of like Whoa, new variant, you know, like so, like they're.
2: Oh come on!
1: Yeah, which you know, look, it's not. I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and fucking see. That's. Come that's... On. <laughs> I mean, maybe this carries us to. If you're thinking about it from a like a news producer, like total craven, the world only exists uh, insofar as what can generate ratings and what can you know. Um, <clears throat> does this carry us to? Uh, uh, Trump part two.
2: I don't know. I Cause think they need over, him. I think he's overplaying his hand with this, like Putin is right sort of shit. I, th- well, I think that yeah. he, he, he's going to lose some people with this one. <laughs> you know I, mean? like, like, I think uh, it's possible that he might be lost in the sauce right now.
1: It's funny. It's really funny. You know, the thing like the people often talk about, like, um, you know, a cla- like when I was studying, in college, like media and, and, and shit like that. Um, a classic example of like the influence of media was, uh, you know, the presidential debates between Nixon and Kennedy. And it's like, if you listen on the radio, you thought Nixon did well, but if you watch it on TV, you thought the Kennedy did well. Cause Nixon's like a, like a greasy weirdo. Um, an hold interesting, on, oh,
2: hold on one second. Hold All on right. On. Hey, Bob, you're, you're on worst possible timeline at the moment. Oh, what up? Happy what? birthday. Oh, there! Thank you. I, I, oh I, shit! It is. Yeah, I don't. I don't really uh, talk about that very much.
1: I know you don't, I don't. <laughs> uh, What's up, Bob? How are you? Uh, I'm
0: about. I'm getting on the uh, Beltway in DC at 5 p.m. Oh. So I, I have a gun in my mouth, also. <laughs>
2: Rightfully, uh, Bob. May I may I, uh, communicate with you shortly.
0: Of course, you know what I'm calling about. Oh, really? Well, I texted you twice about
2: it. No oh, it No, it's already it, it, that is, it oh, is Oh, yeah. No. Come on. Come, come. Uh,
0: to the, the worst possible audience, uh, grind regular, celebrate
2: rarely. Goodbye. <laughs> Hello.
1: <laughs> All right. It uh uh what was I saying before? Um Yeah, look, if there was Trump said some shit that was like uh what did he say? He was like It was when the news came out that Putin was sending in a peacekeeping force, and the quote from Trump was, that's some peacekeeping force, right? And if you were to read that, it would come across as, that's some peacekeeping force. But if you listened to him say that, he goes, well, that's some peacekeeping force, which means, like, you know what I mean? There's, like, an element, the tone, and, like, there's an element of sarcasm. He's obviously calling it more than a peacekeeping. You know what I'm saying?
2: Well, look. This would be an example of, you know, when when somebody takes a, a Louis C.K. bit and reads it verbatim, uh, and or t- or types it rather verbatim, uh, it doesn't look good because it's intended to be ironic or funny, right? Like it's it, it doesn't work. But this a, a literal reading might actually help Trump here because I'm sure that his intention was that's some peacekeeping force right there which is very different than it. it, it, look there's no way that this I take this dude and I'm the guy that gives everybody a fucking pass and I want to speak honestly about everybody and not just assume the worst I assume everything Trump says is some like completely tone deaf insensitive bullshit (laughs) and that's what I'm sure he was doing here
1: yeah, probably. I mean, look, you I'll never forget that fucking, mo- which I think the rest of the world has completely memory holed in some way, except for maybe Rachel Maddow, whose hair is probably on fire with the stuff Trump's been saying about Putin. But uh, when he met, when he was president and he met with Putin and mm-hmm. he just like totally like a simpering, like worm, like fucking like licked his boots. I was like, oh, I like made me nauseous. So I have no doubt he he's got a hard on for this guy. Yeah, it's weird. It's just, well, I mean, it's probably that's just...
2: A, that's the man he wants to be. Uh,
1: yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sure. Um,
2: you know, it's just... <sighs> Who do you and I want to be? Who would we simp for?
1: Hmm. That's a great question.
2: Seth Green?
1: Seth Green? What? Where, Donnie w- Wahlberg? Donnie? Maybe, maybe like, uh maybe I'd like I'd simp for. Uh, I'm a, I'm a Scorsese simp.
2: Oh, so if you met Scorsese, you'd be like, pretty, you'd be pretty pathetic, huh?
1: I'd, I'd let him rest his old balls on my head. No shit. He can do no wrong in my eyes.
2: No shit. Uh, although
1: although Hugo sucked shit.
2: I was gonna say. I think he's got some bricks in
1: there. He's got some bricks. That's true. But but his but his hits are like, <laughs> goddamn, are they hits?
2: Oh, I might. I mean, I'm about to get on a sixty-eight hour train ride. I might watch Wolf of Wall Street three times.
1: <laughs> oh, you're taking the train across across country again?
2: Oh yeah. yeah. I leave in an hour. I leave What's in an you- hour and I am on it for sixty-eight hours. Fucking Christ. What do you know about that? What do you know about being a real one?
1: You're you're like a you're you're a train sub.
2: I am. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I uh You're train pilled. Your train right, cell. For sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. I got to get off this because I actually got to get over the train station as I understand the snow here has caused a traffic jam.
1: What a man. You got to... People who live in the Northeast got to just yeah, walk, in. they I gotta mean, walk we, into I the ocean. I can talk about it for hours. They got to walk right into the sea.
2: Yeah, I agreed.
1: There's no... There's abandon all hope, ye who enter the the New England. sepaku <laughs> Sebuku. All right, whatever. That's the podcast. Uh, we should do. Well, you're going to be here soon. So we'll have. I'm going to be
2: there soon. We can do a ton.
1: Yeah, we can pump out content. Um, you know what the deal is. Uh, hit the Patreon, slash worst possible timeline. Lots of bonus episodes. At WP Timeline on Twitter. 205 509 9785. We'll do a what messages episode soon. Uh, worst possible timeline at gmail.com. Also, just real quick, uh shirts merch in the works uh oh, yeah. we're 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 talking to some someone reached out and uh they're gonna they they've offered to to help with that so we'll you know we'll update you in the future whether it's but it's actually it's, it seems like it's gonna happen i'm excited i'm excited
2: too uh we we will get
1: at you soon um.